0: Hello, Minna fans. Welcome back to the best podcast going around that uh, covers the KMS show. I'm the beloved co-host, Menas, um, one of Kirk's favorite uh, Minna fans. And uh, I've got my guy, Red, here. Hi, Red. Minnaz, how are you? It's good to see good, you. Good, thank you. Um, I want to start with a question. What was worse, losing both your parents or hearing Ryan Whitney absolutely murder Dave Cullinane on air?
1: I think probably uh, Losing My Mother, I'll rank that number one, uh, and then Cullinan Getting Killed by, by Ryan Whitney, and mm-hmm. then My Dad, Losing My Dad, and then, uh, and don't forget My Dog, Lost My which Dog. Which didn't happen,
0: which didn't happen. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone, welcome. We've got our usual minifandom. We've got taking care of business, show stuff, uh, listener questions, and minifan world stuff. And hopefully, we'll get to our pop culture segment that is now um, a tribute to Red's parents. So it's the Mr. and Mrs. Red's parents' pop culture segment. Um, but let's get into taking care of business, Red. Um, I've booked my flights, they're now confirmed. Actually, a, what a gift to America! on July 4th for the fact that I arrive on independence day in the United States. Um, This is both a gift to America and a way of saving money. Because what I worked out is a lot of people like that live in Australia, that are Americans want to be home with their families on July 4th. So if I leave on July 4th, the planes are half
1: empty. I don't, I don't know if our forefathers when they were sitting down and they created this great nation that we have, uh, I don't know if this was their plan. I don't know if they're going to be happy about this. I know I'm happy. I know there's many, many fans that are going to be happy about this. I hope to get some time with you, but I know that's going to be difficult to do, Menors. You're a very popular guy. It looks like on Twitter you are filling up your schedule very quickly.
0: I actually am doing the opposite. I'm keeping the schedule free and easy. Okay. You know, I've got just over two weeks in the Northeast. I've booked a hotel at the beginning and at the end. And in between, it's going to be maybe Menors on the road, Menors just loose manners i'm going to be going where the wind takes me i want to head up obviously to new hampshire and see our guy um chris clemmer and then i want to head up to um maine and and meet you and um all the other main
1: or just all the other
0: main residents it's some wonderful Maine residents up there and you know i want to head to connecticut and meet mayo before that cancerous growth on his face claims his life so uh, yeah it's it's all
1: happening there are few places I would want to be in the summertime. Uh, Connecticut would be one of them. Connecticut is a garbage state. Can't stand mm. the place. Um, if, if you're going to get in there, get in there and get out of there as quickly as Yeah, you it'll can. just be one or two nights. I mean, I ain't okay. going to travel around. All right, good, because you'll be
0: quick to get cancer if you hang out there too long, too. Might yeah, absolutely. Sounds like if I, uh, if I drink the water in fucking Boston, I'm going to get cancer, too, from what Kirk was saying. So I'm yeah. a little bit nervous. And then, look, all this aside, I mean, as I said, it's free and easy. If Kirk says to me, "Menes, we want you in studio every day while you're in Boston, well... That's fine. I'm not going to go traveling. I'll, I'll dedicate myself to the, sh- the show because unlike Clemmer and Mike, I care about the main show and uh, I won't go traveling. So I, I'm a team first guy. You know, I could spend the whole time in Watertown or Winchester or whatever Kirk wants.
1: I, I think, yeah, you're definitely a team guy. I, I don't think you would ever put yourself above anything else. That's not, that would never be an accusation. You, there's no ego with you. Um, I do worry about, though, uh, that little shot you threw at Clemmer uh mike doesn't care about the show but clemmer is all in please don't
0: oh yeah um all right so a a, a brilliant guys. a brilliant call from one of our listeners this week into the the bonus show that culinane and kirk did they did a little call show on tuesday probably because um you know kirk just wanted to give us a bit of extra content and that's why we love him um so gearhead mike did a great job i just want to play you the call um red and listeners
1: hey just trying to find out uh how do you feel about uh, Menner's has put out his uh, schedule for the summer? You know, coming to the United States, going to uh-huh. have a good time. Okay. You know, are uh, you know, going to allow him into the studio? To the studio? This is a guy from Australia? Yeah. No, certainly not. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, he will not be allowed at the Wilbur either. There will be security there for that. No kidding. Like that Tons, will, tons no. of security. That will not be happening. Yeah. Kirkman and guarantee will not be happening. Yeah. Can't end on that. We're going to do it for the, what's that? Can't end on that call. No, we're going to do it for the safety of everyone there. Like we can't have that. Very true. Oh, this history. I mean. Though the guy that threatened to blow it up is is more than welcome, right? Absolutely. Yeah. The amount of ejaculate in those eggs at that place is stunning. I would just say stunning. Hello. Oh. So
0: I am no Harrison. I can take a joke. That's, that's funny. And, and the fact that he pretended like, oh, who, who do you mean, the Australian guy? Like he doesn't know who I am all of a sudden.
1: Well, listen, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know how far this troll is going to go. I think, I think this troll is going to be carried all the way, matters. This is what I think. I believe that they're going to freeze you out of the studio. They're going to try to, and I would not be shocked if they did this at the Wilbur too. You, I mean, you're, you're telling me it's a joke. I think, I think this is on the level. I think this is real. I think they got something planned for you.
0: Well, a couple of things. Firstly, we know how little a Kirk Minahan guarantee means. So uh, that means nothing. And we, we got that even later this week when the guy who won the the competition to play a round of golf with Kirk called him out on that. So, so the Kirk Minahan guarantee means nothing. Um, I'm no Harrison. I can take a joke. Maybe they won't let ask me into the studio. That's fine. Uh, But as, um, you know, Lauren Lynn said to me privately, "Do you really think there's going to be security on the door at the Wilbur to keep people that have bought a ticket out like me?" No, so I am. I'm not. I'm not doing a Harrison. I'm not going to let this
1: get into my head. This might be the first show that they actually check the tickets too at the door. So I think you'll you'll get in just fine. I think the VIP access that you have might be in question and. We can certainly protest outside the studio. I mean, we have to do that. That's a great opportunity for us. So we can can pick it out there all we want, get our signs out there. Um, We can make this happen. I don't know how Kirk's going to respond to that. It's going to be funny. Uh, It's going to be interesting. It would be a low act
0: not to honour the VIP ticket. I mean, one great Minna fan, Kirky Walnuts has given me this prized seat up the front close to the stage. So Kirk can see me. Plus I get to meet him afterwards. I mean, this is a, a, a this is all coming up wins for menace. And, <laughs> and and look, I also, um, you know, I sort of had a, a couple of thoughts after the last show tossing and turning at night, couldn't sleep. And, you know, I made a few comments about the Minna ladies and I've realized, like, all these comments are super fun when I'm in Australia and a long way away. But yeah. now, actually, I'm going to be meeting some of these women in person very, very soon. And I just want to put out there, I'm a gentleman. I'm, I'm completely above board, charming. Of course, I'm a man with a penis. And sometimes my penis, you know, controls my brain. I can't help that. But generally, um, you know, I just want the middle ladies to know it'll be great to meet them. I won't be manhandling unless they ask for it and all that stuff.
1: I can tell this. You're not going to go full on grope like bio, dude. I know that for sure. Absolutely not. Unless invited, that hand ain't going anywhere. And you're not. You said you're not a big drinker, right? You're not a drinker. So... I, I, that'd be the only I guess the
0: worry, though, there is red. If I do hit the piss one night, then who knows what could happen? You know, that's, hands could be going everywhere.
1: That's where I feel like your inhibitions are lowered. Uh, mm. it, it, things could happen. I do worry about that. Uh, are you worried at all about um, you know the men who might either love you very much um, because you never know um, how many gay guys are actually out there. So that's. that's just what <laughs>
0: i like dave and i have no problem with the yeah. he has love no problem with that. Just that
1: that was just he was just mentioning it you just you'd be shocked to know also too um there's probably some guys who don't like you um what and we'll talk about some of those guys later on but are you worried at all that there's uh gonna be some hate for you too
0: no, not at all. I, I I don't think anyone genuinely hates me. Of course, some people might not be a massive MENA fan, but I, I also know that there's some hardcore MENA fans out there that will go to battle for me if needed. And I also know that in the States, you can fucking buy a gun on every street
1: corner. So maybe I'll be armed. Maybe I'll take a piece. Listen, I, I'm right here with you, Manners. I'll be right there with you. I'll be right behind you, right there, ready yeah. to roll, just in case. Yeah. Anyway,
0: so I just wanted to put that out there because obviously I was talking about like fucking Lauren Lynn and BNB and all this stuff last show. And just wanted <laughs> to make it really clear that, um, you know, I'm pretty much a gentleman. Um, clear. So continuing with taking care of business, um, I, I am trying to hatch a plan. And this is where I need all the MENA fans and MINA fans to, to get behind me on this one is to organize something for the Friday night before the Wilbur. Um, I want to do a live Mike and the Minifans. Obviously, Mike's going to do that. Then there'll be like a, a Mena's live or a Minifan, and whatever we can get going. I don't actually think there'll be any other KMS shows still going by then because they're all dropping um, very quickly, but all aboard might want to do something beyond average if we're desperate. Um, um, already, I've had a volunteer. Murchison's Mouse is happy to be the sort of music act to open the show. So that should sound okay. Much better than Colby and the Ramblers or whatever that band's called. So, yeah, that's what I want to do. Mike, Mike Geary is keen to do Mike and the Minifans on Friday night at a venue,
1: but he wants Kirk to give it the okay. Are, are you already freezing out Kevin from Bristol? There was a little shot in there. It sounds like I don't know if you have any plans for Kevin from Bristol to be in attendance. He's a very good Minifan. He's oh. always welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just sort of talking about the quality of the music and stuff.
0: Um yeah merchant's mouth is a banker like if you remember when he used to do those you know concerts one man concerts when we were in lockdown two years ago and um yeah
1: he's got real talent Uh, he is is a great musician unlike and i'm not saying that steve's a lie guy isn't but a lot of that's you know just into his phone production Mm. easy peasy he's a merchant's mouth is a musician for sure he's a lunatic but a good musician
0: um so what do you think about that idea, Red? Because oh, I always love the Mike and the Minna fans on the Friday night before a live show because they're always so bad. you know. There's always stuff to talk about. And whenever I'm here and the shows are there, I always wish I could be at the Mike and the Minna fans as much as I could be at the main show.
1: I think it's a great idea. I don't know. Um, like the night before has worked at these other shows because it is usually in very rural places. And these mm. people are coming from from long distances and coming into nowhere places and they're looking for something to do. I think this could work. I just don't know how many of these, these people are actually going to show up and going to be a part of it on Friday night. They might be geared up and ready for that Saturday. So I think there's something here that's going to be great. Listen for podcasts or YouTube show. I just wonder where it's going to take place and how many mm. people are actually going to show up.
0: Yeah, these are the things I've been toying with as well, whether we sort of do it outside. You know, we won't do it in Boston, in the city. Anyway, so that's my plan. Oh, but what um, about also. Craig's Place?
1: Craig's got a great studio. He's got a new rug in there. Absolutely. Why don't we just all go to Craig's Place?
0: Yep. Studio cool. 555 or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Anyway, so I want to hear your thoughts on this one, um, Minna fans and Mena fans, on this Friday night um, stuff. Um, all right. Uh, that's taking care of business. We've got a new segment this week. It's called Tweet of the Week. Now, oh, fuck you. I uh, <laughs> <Jason, laughs> J- Fuck
1: you. Jason
0: from Attleboro <laughs> responded to Buddy from Kirking Off. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, okay. By saying to Buddy uh, that Buddy should do a food tasting show. Yeah, yeah. Then the beautiful Lauren Lynn replied to Jason from Attleboro, KMS already has a food tasting show. It's done by Red. Describing what Cullinane's load tastes <laughs> like, she killed you. I mean, that is not just tweet of the week. It might it might already be tweet of the year.
1: Oh, oh, geez. you retweeted it twice. You son of a bitch. You quote tweeted it, and then later on you retweeted it. You little yep. asshole. God, absolutely. Damn. I respect it. I gave her the highest honor. I gave her the Jordan Dunk tweet. That was a fucking great tweet. She killed me. It was hilarious. Everybody loved it. And I'm noticing all you simps out there, all of you, including you manners. I've seen all the likes and the comments. Everybody rushes to her every tweet that she gets. She gets a lot of impressions there. And it's all dudes. It's all horned up dudes that are looking for, you know, Katie Nolan or Lauren Lynn, whatever it is. This was a great tweet, a great tweet. Congratulations, tip of the cap, stick tap, all those things. Enjoy it, mentors. that was great. <laughs> she had a couple of great tweets that day. She did one about
0: uh, me trying to um, sneak into the Wilbur as well. She's on fire on Twitter. I think she's getting cited for the Wilbur.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many more of my parents need to die uh, or what else needs to happen to me. I mean, she could be a little bit nicer to me. That's all I'm saying, a little sympathy you know, a little respect. Thank you. Hashtag
0: comedy podcast. Uh, Oh, yeah, maybe true. You do love his semen in your mouth, so.
1: (laughs) Tastes nice. All
0: right, let's get into show stuff. So, basically, the the, the, you know, we recorded a great minifandom last week and bang, your hot take gets picked up by Kirk and Carl and thrown in there. And and your take was that Blind Mike threw Craig under the bus about the, um, the Patreon for um, very shit show. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, great stuff from you to get on the main show. and that. And I, obviously it was a load of shit when Kirk and Carl went on this. That sort of spawned a whole anti-Mike thing for a day.
1: And what's your reaction? Well, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, it, it was... The take was great. They could have kept going. Um, you know, I had a lot of heat in there. Uh, but also, too... Kirk was leading up to that, and he's still leaning into it now. Um, I don't think it's a shit take. I don't think this is forced. I think that Mike is uncomfortable with the Minifans. I think the Minifans have done the number on him. And I don't think that Kirk Minahan's show is anything more for him than just a promotion. And that's okay. Um, I I do think he likes the show. I just don't think he's in love with the show. I think that other guys like Chris Chris Clemmer and myself and you, we love the show. We are Minifans. We are obsessed with the show. That's just not the case for Mike, and that's okay. That's
0: all right, buddy. Wow! So you're doubling down on Kirk's shit take because I of think course. that is preposterous. I think Mike loves the show. I think what he's trying to do now is um, look after his own mental health. So you know, not trying to get too caught up in the Twitter stuff where I many fans have a go at him. And uh, yeah, I mean, he goes in twice a week and not get not doesn't get paid. Like ah. he must
1: love the show. He goes in twice a week, promotes his Patreon, and that's how he gets paid. He makes, he pays his rent. I don't know if you've heard that before. He pays his rent. Kirk (laughs) pays his rent. That's a Garen fucking T. So that's why he does it. It's not for, it's not out of the kindness of his heart. Uh, I think
0: he, I think it is out of the kindness of his heart. I think he's a, a massive mina fan. And I think a lot of this comes down to Kirk's ego being a little bit damaged because Kirk said Mike used to like me the way he likes Legion of Skanks now. So I think it's just Kirk feeling a bit insecure for the fact that Mike's giving attention to these other guys.
1: Well, Mike, listen, nobody has done more for Mike than Kirk Minna had. Um, that's from bringing him into the show um and getting him what would be a full-time contract um was it a lot of money no it wasn't a lot of money but he got him a job um and he's been there for him every step of the way and when he had to be hard on him and he and mike showed up drunk to a live show he still allowed him to work there so he's done everything he can for mike mike owes him big time um and mike's gotta you know show a little bit more respect anytime he's got a hot one he's got a good story you gotta send it to kirk you gotta send it to cully that's just the way it is you can't send it off to you know legion of whatever the show oh, but was. because
0: it was because it was to do with that show don't start um you know parroting Carl and Kirk on this show
1: but it but it was a, it was a bar stool it was a bar stool story it was KFC that's Kirk's guy that's that's the first one you send it right away i'm not saying that you don't send it to legion of skanks but you send it to Kirk first it's Kirk first it's KMS first right I think
0: you and Kirk and Carl misconstrue Mike's actions because he's a nervous guy. He's a paranoid guy. I actually think what Mike is trying to do is keep his stuff separate from KMS so that it doesn't feel like Mike's really sponging off Kirk, you know, he keeps his show stuff separate. He tries not to talk about KMS too much on the Blind Mike Project. He doesn't always do that successfully, but I think that's Mike's paranoia because he knows Kirk hates people sponging off off him, but it comes off as Mike is better than now because he's kind of walled off his comedy stuff and tries to sort of keep it separate from the world, the KMS world.
1: But menners why wouldn't he talk about KMS and talk about Kirk and just continue the world that he's created? You know what I mean? Like that Kirk has created, because every one of his listeners, every one of Mike's patro- patrons is going to be a fan, right? So mm. that would be like us doing this show, and then all of a sudden we just stop talking about the Miniverse and That'd we just beyond average creating, podcast. Yeah, we just start creating our own show, and maybe we start talking about I don't know, like soccer or something like that, mm. or you know, like we start doing those things. We're talking about Bob Dylan something ridiculous like that that doesn't make any sense for a show that we're kind of leeching off of Kirk to get these listeners. So, for Mike, he should talk about Kirkman and KMS. He should do that. Why not? Mm, but that's
0: his paranoia, I think. The fact that he he doesn't want to be seen as leeching off Kirk completely. So, and look, he said it. He sees Mike said he sees the Kirk stuff in a certain lens, and and Mike said he likes them in the minifans. He he said he likes them in the minifans, and I believe him. I believe that live events are hard because he's blind. It's not like a you or I. We can just you know, you know. F- go around and say hello to everybody mike would need someone to lead him around and go oh look here's tj hubbard and
1: here's red and you know it, it's not easy for him yeah i mean there's plenty of blind people out there man what are you gonna do figure it out <laughs> but do? I, I do agree with kirk though that i think clemmer
0: likes the show a little bit more than mike at the moment because clemmer's got nothing else going on like It's KMS or bust for Chris
1: Clemmer. Yeah. Um, But Clemmer, and we can get into this later on, our guy Clemmer loves the show. He's into it. He's just got to sort through his own things, his own demons in his head. Um, But Clemmer loves the Minifans. He engages with the Minifans much more often than Mike does too. So that's what it is. I'm not saying that Mike's bad. I'm just saying Clemmer's great.
0: And and Clement doesn't have anything else going on, so he has to hang on to every little morsel that Kirk will give him. What does Mike really have going on? I think Why Are You Laughing is a really good show. I think that's building up a fan base. I think there's some fans of that show. And, uh, yeah, look, I'm not saying Mike's a a runaway train of success, Um, but I, I just mean he's starting to build his own little world and he's got his own little thing going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I'll concede. I'll
0: concede. I feel like you and I are a bit low energy at this moment. right? We have to fucking pick it up. Pick it up. Well, let's go, it. let's go, baby. Let's go. let fucking go. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I heard, one thing that I heard that jumped out at me was... I know. Kirk you haven't
1: cursed at me all night here. I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, hey, fuck you. Fuck
0: you. Thank you. Kirk <laughs> dropped a doozy when he said the two people... He has liked working most with professionally on air are uh, Jerry and Blind Mike. He said that in one of the shows, which I think is a huge compliment to Blind Mike, that he basically puts him alongside Jerry Callahan. And you can see why, because Mike and Kirk are amazing on air. I think it's a bit of a snub for my guy, Matt, because I think Matt and Kirk were good. But, I mean, all Mike has to do is keep that in his head the whole time. The Kirk Minahan's two favourite people to work with are Kirk and Mike. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't understand. Maybe, I don't know if there's mentors, maybe you need to cheer him up or get him some, he just needs some fucking confidence. I don't know when that's ever going to happen, but he needs it. Um, Maybe you can help him. I, I don't know, but Kirk, Kirk's going to shit on him every once in a while, and that's okay. Like, What's Kirk- going to be really funny is when, you know, we're
0: all in the wheel, after the wheelbarrow, and you're just going to see me having this very serious conversation with Mike in the corner, talking to him about his career, uh, trying to help him out, trying to mentor him, you know, and th- this, this will be replayed across a few different people that I'm going to be talking to, but, you know, some very serious furrowed brows while we work through Mike's issues.
1: Just an arm around him. The The best part mm-hmm. is he's going to have nowhere to go. You're going to have him exactly. trapped
0: That's there's right. There's
1: nothing he can do. He's like gonna Fat be- old yeah. Justin will come over to lead him away and I'll <laughs> shoo him away. Yeah, that might happen too. Uh, yeah, he's got no chance. You got him. And you're just going to pretty soon the DMs that you're sending him, I'm sure, trying to help him out with this show, I think are only going to extend. And he's going to hate that shit. It's going to be great. I can't wait for that.
0: Now, you know, people think Marty Mush is disloyal for fucking Mm Rhea now. Um Mm -hmm. Red I'd like to see you try and defend your di- guy, Dave Cullinane here. He is just so happy to throw Mike under the bus. He he picks up Mike every day, drives him home. They talk. They're good friends. As soon as Kirk throws a little bit of criticism at Mike, calls us, yep, yep, Bob. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yeah, I agree, boss. I mean, not only is that wrong, it's also bad instincts because it would have been a better listen if Cullinane was fighting with Kirk about Mike. I mean, Try and swallow his load again, Red. Come on. Open your fucking mouth and get that cream pie in there. Get it in there. Come on.
1: I don't don't know. You don't even have headphones on. Like, can people hear this? Yeah, I'm sure they could. I'm totally closed down here. We're totally fine. Listen, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so keep cursing away at me. I love it. Okay, Um, cream pie. I'll do the same. Uh, The thing that that frustrates me with you guys, I'm putting you in a a large group here, Um, your hate for Dave Cullinane. That's no hate. No hate. Okay, fine. Whatever, whatever it is, you guys never come with like, I'm waiting for the moment where you can checkmate me, but it never fucking happens. Like I would love to lay my arms down here, lay, lay the sword down and stop, you know, defending Dave Coleman. I would love to do it, but nobody can bring a good example for me to stop doing it. This is another poor example. All Dave Cullinan is doing is what a great producer should do, which is one love wrestling Two not be smart. Three, have Kirk's back and amplify the joke. That's the whole point. So he is going to maybe say little white lies here and there to make hey, Mike look, loyal. No, no, no. To make Mike that, look that a little ridiculous and have some fun. It's a joke. It's a comedy podcast. That's all that Dave Cullinan is doing. That's not disloyalty. That's adding to the show. He's very loyal to not only Kirk, but to the show. And that's good for Mike. What Mike does to other people is disloyal like what he does to Craig. Every single time that Craig comes up on the show, Mike is disloyal to Craig. That's a total difference. That's not adding to the show. That's not adding to the comedy of it. And that's the difference. Oh, so I, I, you I, Your you're aspects are wrong. incredible, incredible. Somehow you've turned
0: color stabbing Mike in the back into Mike stabbing Craig in the back. Well,
1: well, I, yeah. No. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I, is, I referenced it last great. week. You we did it Disagree. This this Disagree. Well, okay. I mean, I, you got to come up with better examples. That's all that I'm saying. And we can have people on here. I see them on Twitter all the time. They're chirping, chirping here. And you guys are tired of the shtick. Guess what? I don't give a shit. If you're tired of it, I'm a cunt. I'm going to continue the <laughs> shtick. I'm going to lay it on even thicker. So, welcome to the party, pal. This is how this shit is going to go. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Backstab and
0: red, he just doesn't yeah, mind well. throwing Mike under the bus. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, we we <clears throat> mentioned K- uh, Klamour before. Like two big Clemmer things, barstool things as well. Rico versus Clemmer is a new one because what Clemmer interacted with and they do on Twitter, all of a sudden Rico has ordered a hit on Clemmer. Um, so that's one thing, and then our friend that fat load of shit who has a certain um, uh, website name that he's not Bastel Sports. He has a different one, putting that fake email into the Bastel world about Clemmer being hired. Um, yeah. It's been a big week for Clemmer and then Big Cat saying he's a huge
1: fan. Huge fan. Uh, you know, Thursday show Thursdays have gotten better and better. This is a big week for Chris I know he's going to come with it tomorrow. He's got questions he needs to answer about what he's going to do on Twitch. Um, I know I've I've DM'd him about that and I've asked for it. I'm one of those fans who wants this. Um, so there's this this is a big moment for Chris. I need to know mentors from you. How is he going to maximize on this? Because what frustrates me is he's always like they talked about today, talking about the financial part of Twitch or doing this a podcast. Shouldn't he just be doing? creating content. And then the money could come later on. It might not even come. I don't know, but he's already like, he's getting into barstool. Like this is happening. This could be real. Big mm. cat's a huge fan of his just do it. Right. Just create the content. Let it happen. It could happen. That's right. You right? spot on. I don't know why
0: he's focusing on how he's going to monetize something because what the best strategy is, and, and this is how barstool works is what you do is you build up an audience and then you monetize it. So, I mean, Clem has got to build up a big fan base. Then Barstool goes, oh, look, Clem has got X thousand fans. Um, let's get him to do a show for us. Or That's never going to happen. That's a pipe dream. Sorry. I shouldn't have said something so ridiculous on the show. I mean, I've said some stupid things, but to think <laughs> Clem is going to get hired by Barstool to do a show about the 95 Mariners. It's farcical. But the point is the principle is the same. You build up an audience and then you monetize it. You don't do it the other way unless you go to advertisers and sell them on the dream and go, oh, look, I'm doing the 95 Mariners. I've got 500 viewers, but I reckon in three months uh, there's going to be you know 50,000. Advertisers don't usually go for that. If you go to an advertiser and say, I've got a 50,000 strong audience, they're into it.
1: Absolutely. And you can grab that Twitch stream and Kirk can retweet it and Big Cat can retweet it. And all mm. of a sudden those clicks, those views go up and then you can start to sell it or at least give them the idea. But I don't know how he could sell this idea right now uh, to anybody and try to explain it. It wouldn't make any sense. So no. yeah, I hope he's coming with that tomorrow. I know that uh, he's going to hear this. I know that he heard it today on the show. So I think he's going to you know, make the right decision.
0: It, that email was funny that was oh, sent sorry. to everyone at Barstool that Clem was being hired. I mean, okay. who, who? it was surprisingly clever for that individual, as Kirk said. Um, I have um, downloaded Out of the Park Baseball um, to start my own little – I love baseball games like this. Um, I never tried Out of the Park. I'm playing as the 03 Red Sox. I know you're not a baseball fan, but that was the – the year before that's
1: they big. won, they broke the drought and had a loaded lineup. Um, that, that is a great team. I think that's a, a little a little on the nose, manners. I think you should have gone 90s baseball. 90s baseball is where it's at. That's where the real nostalgia is. But that's okay. I'm gonna the problem
0: that. is I wasn't really following baseball that closely then, so I don't know the, the players um, from that era. Sort of started in the 2000s, so it'll be easy for me to manage the team well, I mean i got to do a good job as a GM and manager.
1: Well, um, I don't know. You said you're not a drinker. I don't know how you're going to manage this team without drinking some ciders, but good luck to you. I might start. There you go. I actually like hard ginger beer. Do you have, have you ever had that?
0: Oh yeah. Big time. That's kind um, of my drink when I'm not drinking vodka and, um, you know, manhandling women. It's ginger beer. All right, I'm going to make a note of that. Make sure
1: we have plenty of that on tap ready for you. What have, what have you got from the show? Um first thing the pants the pants the balloon pants the ridiculous balloon linen pants i don't think we're criticized enough i don't know what kirk is talking about um how these are just it's just normal just comfortable that's it they're comfortable they look ridiculous it looks ridiculous and the memes are fantastic that come along with it i don't know how kirk can justify it He's worn them in the studio before, so my my criticism stands with anybody who's been in the studio with it. I'll give Mike a pass because he's blind. Those things are ridiculous, ridiculous manners. You have to agree.
0: Oh, oh yeah. And my take on this is that at a, at a lot, of, at a certain point in a man's life, they they sort of start to switch from caring about their appearance to not at all. And you know, you know, it starts with you know they start wearing a lot of casual wear out and about and stop putting pants on and all that stuff. And I think this is the first sign that Kirk's started on that that journey that he doesn't really care about his appearance anymore. You know, he's sort of becoming that old man, Minahan. Um, And eventually, you know, I don't even know if he's going to bother washing his clothes or anything. It'll just be, you know,
1: grab them from the next to the bed and come into the studio. No, no belt, just free and breezy, man. And those things look ridiculous. Ridiculous,
0: and but, but, I blame his family. And uh, you know, I know it's not kosher to talk about his family on this show, sure. so we're not going to go into detail. But surely his significant other, Kate, his daughter, could have told him how bad he looks and said, well, "You cannot leave the house like
1: your, that. You're a father. I mean, your your children wouldn't allow you to leave the house like this. Matters. There's no way. I, it, it absolutely works. looks ridiculous. Like if you walked out of the house or, or came downstairs or what whatever, nobody's letting you leave the house like that. Nope. Absolutely not. So yeah, I,
0: I I think it's just who knows where this is gonna go. Um, but I I just think Kirk is gonna care less and less about what he wears. I mean, thank God he's sponsored by Milton's. I reckon that's the only thing saving him at the moment is the fact that he will have the ability to get good clothes from Miltons while the show's going on. But when KMS is over. I mean, you, he's going to look like a bum on the street. I see this guy, you know, having uh, having a little lunch at the halfway cafe, uh, you know, in his dirty clothes and his you know, bad looking stuff. Um, yeah,
1: so it's not going not going well for the guy. Terrible, terrible clothes. Terrible clothes. And and so my my next question to you, because I know we don't have that much time. My next question to you is about uh, mailmen. Mailmen came up on the show. Uh, oh yes. Um, I don't know what it's like for you in Australia, but our our taxes, our high taxes, our, our taxation that is theft, goes to the United States Postal Service. Um, in this situation, would you be tipping your postman, postwoman? It's an interesting
0: one because actually I don't think it's the culture here to tip the postman. And actually the tipping culture is a bit different here because we have a higher minimum wage and a, a significant welfare system. It's not quite the same, but what we do is we tip our garbage men. That's the people who we tip. Like you would often leave, you know, a gift card or six pack of beer or some money for the garbos. Not really the posties.
1: The garbos and the posties, huh?
0: Yeah. Okay. I was just in every everything. Like, I love that. I like. Love that. Uh, you know, I went to the Servo to get petrol before. That's the service. <laughs> called the Servo. Okay.
1: Um, I like that. You know. um,
0: I know the that we- Servo, I've got a meeting. That's why we're finishing
1: early. Okay. Well, we I know there's a lot of posties that might be listening. Um, to tip a postie $200 uh, for them to bring you mail that you then take out. Um, they can't even walk it over. For me, they just put it in the mailbox. For me to grab it from the mailbox and then immediately put it in the recycling that is a psychotic move. It makes no sense to do that when your tax money is going to that person to do that. It's it's a very much obsolete job. It makes no sense. It doesn't need to exist. Email, online banking, FedEx, Amazon have all replaced this thing. It makes no sense. And my apologies to anybody who delivers the posties, but it's over, baby. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be done. I wish Dave Cullinane had stood his ground and not back down on that thing because he does not deserve a tip. And Tim and Canton drinking beers with his postman. I. I, I why? What are you doing? That's, Don't that's be so blind nice. Mike's daddy. That's blind
0: Mike's daddy. Come on. I think we've <sighs> all realized blind Mike's daddy's a postie now from his tweets. Oh, um, awesome. So I'm kind of with you on this one, but I know in America, the tipping culture is a lot stronger. So I kind of think you probably actually should tip your postie over there. If they do a good job and stuff, um, I'm not, yeah. to, I'm
1: not going. Not so. Well, yeah.
0: Um, you're, you're also not Kirk Minahan, who has like millions and millions of dollars in the bank, who just shells out 200 bucks as a tip for the postie, and then goes, you know, criticizes others for not doing the same.
1: It's insane. 50. So if that guy's got 50 houses, if he's getting a hundred bucks, or 200 bucks, or 50 bucks, that's a massive tip around Christmas time. That's 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 more money than I would ever make. I don't. I don't. I just. It's frustrating. It's it's insane that this is going on and people are just saying it's okay. It's All
0: right. Now I want to get into the biggest controversy at Barstool this week, the Hank and Rhea controversy. Again, Kirk steals my take. From the beginning, I'm team Marty Mush on this. This is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. Fucking Dave Portnoy and Big Cat. And actually, I'm just parodying now what Mike and Kirk said on the Wednesday show. But, I mean, come on, guys. Grow up. This, you've got to admit, it's not great what Marty did. It's not great. But no. it's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. His biggest crime was probably not giving Hank a heads up. But Rhea had done that. So a big fucking deal.
1: No, no bro code for menners at all. Like you just got like how many? What are you gonna do? Like you're your friends? But you're, Hank you're... and Marty aren't even good friends. They work together. That that's the story. Like
0: okay, they sit next to each other in an office. I mean that doesn't mean Rhea's pussy is off limits.
1: And there's millions and millions of ladies in New York City. It, it doesn't. But that's not how love works. Like that.
0: That's not well, how love that's fine. works. Really? That's
1: fine. Okay, he's fell in love. All right, Marty Mush has fell in love. Uh, so this is what happens. This is the recourse. So then, then all of a sudden, they're going to freeze you out at work without actually saying they're freezing That's bullshit. Work.
0: He shouldn't be freezed out of work for that. He what wasn't is? fucking Rhea uh, while they were still together. It's been a bit of a gap. Marty and Hank aren't great mates. It's not like they hang out all the time on the weekends. And I think... This is such childish behavior from Dave and big cat really nothing wrong with if you're going to permit workplace relationships, then this is, there's nothing wrong with this.
1: Well, that's fine. And they can do that. They're not saying that they can't do that, but what this really does. And this is great because Marty mush is a total suck on that office. Like he does nothing. He brings nothing. (laughs) I don't even think his salary is that big. I'm sure it's not. It shouldn't be, but this is a great way to get him off the books. This is, this is perfect. Um, and you know, knowing Barstool, they would have held on to him forever. So, Marty took his dream job and totally pissed it away and gave Portnoy an out. So, now they can just freeze him out and then all of a sudden not re up. And there's no way you can actually prove that. There's no legal, like it sounded like Marty was trying to get a little legal talk in there on the Dave Portnoy show. This is no way it's ever going to happen. You can't prove it. So, it's beautiful. It's a job well done. Get rid of him, get him off the books. Team Marty all the way. Uh, mm-hmm. If if Rhea had said to Hank
0: she'd promised not to date another Barstool employee, that's a Rhea thing. That's not a Marty thing. Like, Marty never made that promise to Hank. So if Rhea made that promise and she broke it, then she's done something wrong. Marty oh, absolutely.
1: She's wrong. totally in the wrong on this matters, but Marty is in the wrong too. So there's no team. Team Marty doesn't make any sense. I mean, Marty was clearly wrong as well. Have, you you and, just said what
0: Marty's like literally he's never going to have a chance with a woman like Rhea again so I do not blame him for taking it I mean he's got
1: to go all in now yeah absolutely she's
0: a she's entertaining she's reasonably attractive she's got a following I mean this is he's hit the jackpot he's never going to be with a girl as successful as Rhea so I don't think he did anything wrong. I think actually Portnoy and Big Cat are setting a really bad example for the office, freezing someone out because he, he's dating a, a, a co-worker. It's just terrible, 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 It's not terrible.
1: terrible. And you don't even care. Have you even consumed Marty's content? It's awful. All of the shows he's he done. i never awful. heard anything. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't even matter. They're getting rid of, and maybe this would have been different if it was somebody who was actually important, but they're getting rid of a useless employee. It's perfect. It works perfectly for Portman. This is awesome. So congratulations to him. And Marty pissing away his dream job for some broad is, you know, that's on brand for Marty Mush. Mush I'm the- just a
0: passionate guy. I'm often led by my heart. So I have a lot of sympathy for Team Marty. Uh, I want love you, to win. I want love any- to win.
1: I know. But have you had any uh, inner office, you know, flings before? Have you ever? Well,
0: my ever? wife was my boss when we got together. Whoa.
1: But, oh. you know, so you, yes, I have. Did you ever feel pressured uh, when she was your boss? Did you ever, you know, feel like you had to maybe, maybe she like, you know, knocked something over on the floor and you had to bend over and pick it up? Was there any <laughs> of those moments?
0: Maybe. I mean, right. A few things
1: going on there. There's a lot of stuff you can do with, um, you
0: know, boss employee relationships in the bedroom.
1: Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: Just breaking news. Um, we were discussing recording a live Minifandom. Matt from Rhode Island has replied to a tweet of mine, coincidentally, because this is not live. He's said, while you're in the States, let me know if you need some studio time at Vaulted Podcast for Minifandom. I would be happy to host you. I mean, I know Rhode Island is a long way from where you are, but it's just a nice offer.
1: That's a very nice offer. It's a very small state. It's neither a road nor an island. That's not a bad spot to... <laughs> To link up there with with many, many meta fans, including Kevin from Bristol. Including. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we can have some shots at Just Ducky,
0: mm-hmm. head into the studio. There you go. Yep. Yeah. You can do the cream pie stuff in person. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> K- K- Kevin actually is Kevin KFC Kevin. He's got his knickers in a twist about Deke Zucker. Um threatening to release these burners. And you're a Reddit guy, KMS Reddit. And what do you think about this?
1: I don't think there's any way that he could actually track these things. I think it's all a bunch of bullshit. I think it was, and it was great. It was great comedy. It was entertaining on Twitter. There's no way this is actually real. I think he's all just kind of throwing that out there. I guarantee you there's plenty of producers who are talking a lot of shit on Reddit and doing those things. I think he was just trying to scare them, and he did a great job doing it. And Kevin fell for it. Um, there's no way he could do that. There's no back end of Reddit that he could find. Not mm. a
0: I mean, I listened to the Kevin Clancy show today and I'm actually I do like Kevin. Um he he's he's annoyed that Zucker like said, Oh, when when KFC finds out who's been tweeting shit about him, he'll come in with a baseball bat. And now KFC is really annoyed that Zucker's put that in his head. So, Deke Zucker's having a great week to just drop that in there, whether there's a list or not now, because now Kevin thinks there's like, you know, people in the office who've been uh, tweeting or putting stuff on Reddit about him. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting little subplot to this whole
1: um, Marty victimization story. Well, I mean, I don't know about victimization, but it is great and it makes you miss Barstool Radio for sure. And Deke Zucker was a great part of that too. So, um, I was entertaining a couple of days. I've been following this like crazy. I know Dave Collinane has because we love the reality show romance of this whole thing. So it's been it's been awesome. But mm. uh, yeah, Marty's way wrong on this, and that's it's a real shame. To hear that.
0: Well, I'm I'm sticking by my by my Marty, and again, Kirk Minahan took my um, take. I, I, you, I took your
1: take and everything. Exactly. It's like I actually. The I Kirk actually, Minahan impression has now turned into the Manners impression back to the Kirk Minahan impression. Yeah, it's a beautiful symbiosis going mm-hmm. on. I actually mm-hmm. did put out a few, start to put out a few tweets, like
0: getting really angry at Dan and Portnoy because I think they're such idiots. But then I didn't go through them because I just couldn't be bothered with like getting into Twitter stuff with people. And um, But the whole thing's, you know, a bad look for Bastle. Anyway, moving on. So I just want to just go back to, you know, when Whit Dog destroyed Carl. So he comes in and goes, I just hate your producer so much. Whitney hates Carl because uh, of COVID apparently, because of the way he tweets, because he always backs down. These are all the things that Whitney, because I actually put that episode in a transcriber and just sort of went through all the insults. Mm -hmm. And when I have more time, I just want to pull them out and start to just send them to Dave. Because, I I mean, there's no way... Whitney is ever going to have colonnade on spinning
1: chicklets. Now that dream's gone. I mean, it was just, he destroyed him. Uh, But again, listen, it it was forced. He was forcing his way into it. I could tell Kirk was getting annoyed with it. It was fine. It was great. Dave handled it very well. Um, I would tell Whitney, if I can give him a nickel's worth of free advice, I'd say, just tone it down a little bit. Like, I know you like the chirps. I like the chirps, but you don't have to, the microphone thing was ridiculous. Um, he's just trying to jump on him a little bit too much. Now, the think... microphone
0: thing is not ridiculous. Have you I'm seen this?
1: Have you seen the microphone? Absolutely. It's like weirdly
0: set up so that the co-host it's for a and two, you and for show, two and a half hour to show, two and a half hours show has to lean forward into the microphone. Clemmer looks like bizarre when he's doing it. Mike looks bizarre when he's doing it. I mean, surely this is something that um Carl can fix, put it on a proper boom mic or something. Okay.
1: Okay. But listen, okay. Have you seen Mike Clemmer and Ryan Whitney? Okay. Those are three very, very different body types. Can we be honest Mm. here? I'm trying to be kind. Those are three very different body types. So when you sit down in the chair, they're all using the same chair. All you need to do because, you know, he's not a quadriplegic. He could just pull that microphone in. That's, that's it. He just pull it in. It moves. It's for that reason. He can use that. He's an adult. He has both arms. Like that's not hard to do. This is, you're reaching, Manish. You're really reaching on this.
0: I'm not reaching. Wit Dog Destroyed Your Man. Lots of good stuff in there. I mean, Carl was rattled because he called Whitney a cunt in one of the recent shows after that. So it really got under Cullinane's skin. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, then I'm just going to ask you a question.
1: Please. How the fuck has Ryan Whitney not heard of the Hollywood Bowl? I don't know. That's a really weird one. I mean, I'm a, a bumpkin from Maine, and I know of the Hollywood Bowl. I don't know if he was just playing hockey his entire life and he had no idea this thing existed. If you like music at all, if you like live music at all, you're aware of the Hollywood Bowl. I don't, just if you're I, alive I in
0: America, if you're alive in America, yeah, I, I saw never- Van Morrison there three years oh. ago. Oh, very good. Very that good. was very good. Were you uh, um, a little Were you a little hizzy when you saw that? A little hizzy? What's that? A little hizzy. Were you a little high? A little, uh... oh, yeah, of course. I visited one of the great dispensaries in um, L.A. I, I, I don't think I was a little high. I think I was a lot high. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. you go and see Van Morrison in the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, it's all old hippies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just couldn't. That floored me. I'm like, fuck me. Where's this guy been? On fucking Mars or something? <laughs> um, a couple of, uh, another cull one. Okay, no. defend this. Defend this cream pie boy. Easy. There's more gay people out there than you think. Like he's so repressed, slightly homophobic, no. sheltered. I don't know what is going on with him.
1: With the way he said it, he didn't say it in a negative way. He was just like, "Hey, listen, you know, the more you know, guys, there's there's more out there." You're just food for thought. Just thinking about, then just every once in a while, that idea will just pop into his head.
0: He's so confused by anything but heterosexual sex.
1: <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I love that. That's you gotta. You gotta love that about him. That stuff that he does, it might anger you. It makes the color. And it fans, doesn't it anger me laugh. now. Yeah, you, you have to laugh at that. That's I hope. know. I do.
0: I think he's homophobic, but it's kind of funny now. It's
1: not homophobic to say that. man. Uh, even He's Mike and Kirk now are starting
0: to pick it up. Whenever anything that is brought up that is not heterosexual, he all of a sudden starts saying weird stuff. It's undeniable. You can't Red, Red. This is this is why Lauren tweeted that thing. All right. <laughs> You've just got to admit it. Cullinane treats those
1: things in a bizarre way. He's just saying it. It came out of nowhere. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. The the people, what I love about the the Cullinane hate is it's It's ramping up. It's right there with the Big Steve stuff. But Big Steve, like, he was easy to pin down. I did it Mm. a lot. You can pin him down in lies and this and that. There was no malice in what Dave Cullinan said. It was beautiful. It was funny. Um, He's just letting you know there's more of them out there than you know. That's it.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm not going to go around in circles with you, okay. like swallowing his jizz again. Okay, uh, but yeah. I think anyone objective out there knows Dave Cullinane has some real issues around anything but non-heterosexual um, coupling, so to speak. Unlike me, I'm free and easy. Red, I don't mind. You know, I can swing loose, whatever. I yeah, like, you know, way. like yeah, like Kirk. You know, Kirk obviously has tried anal sex in the past, and he's he's cool with it. I don't um, know about that, but I was. Thinking we discussed more... in the last show that you know his wild
1: take. I don't know about definitely that. all about that,
0: and and that's fine. I, nothing I wrong. Thought you were like
1: easy breezy, like the linen pants, is what I was going. Oh, I'm that. easy
0: breezy, like the linen
1: pants, yeah. and
0: and Kirk's easy breezy, like he tried anal sex once, which is fine. Like good on him. That's why he's like sucking a guy's dick is gayer than anal sex, but I, yeah. I don't want to relitigate that yeah. because no, it's it's a personal thing. That's fine. Kirk said as well that nobody wants him on their shows when he's in New York next week for the dozen. I think that's true, but uh, I'm hoping Dan and Kirk do a KMS show together. And I think they spoke about that on Dan's phone call today. So that would be great. Anyone else you'd like to see Kirk do a show with? I think you should definitely do something with Marty. Fucking definitely. Bring Marty Mush in, do a whole episode with him, and and maybe even bring him in as a, a permanent third chair. Just, Say Marty Mush.
1: Just, uh, just the photo or the video, it would be great if there was a little, little video on Twitter <laughs> of Kirk sitting down with Marty Mush. That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> you know, a view of stool, stool scenes, getting that would be amazing. Like it's
0: going to the lunchroom and it's just like Marty and Kirk in a corner eating like yep. their lunch and everyone else on the other side.
1: Oh, it's great. Marty's sitting there on his computer minding his own business. All of a sudden, Kirk just slides in. Hey, buddy, how we doing, Marty? How we doing? Like just <laughs> and just chatting him up would be beautiful because that would
0: that would actually be so bad for Marty like he's in a tough mm. spot now but then if if Kirk befriends him in the office right uh, and, it, he's and gone.
1: nobody nobody does a better job of leaning into those things and pushing down on the stuff that makes him uncomfortable so i can't imagine how uncomfortable it is in the office mm. and then Kirk can just lean into that and have a good time so i hope that does happen that would be great
0: uh, definitely. You got any, uh, so yeah, can't wait for the dozen next week. I think that'll be fun. Let's hope that there's some hijinks in New York. Um, it's going to be weird because Cullinane's not going to be there. So Kirk's going to be on his own. He's going to have different producers. I think what they're, like, they're recording a show on Sunday and uh, it's just going to be a weird week next week. So weird weeks can often turn out to be a lot of fun.
1: It's going to be great. I can't, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to Dave Cullinane, maybe participating in mini golf. Maybe not. That was an odd one today too um let you didn't want to bring that up so i'm glad you didn't i didn't have to defend my guy in that one that would be a tough one so
0: well what did he say i didn't i must have missed that uh you know
1: kirk's got the mini the mini That's golf the main uh, mini golf tour yeah he's got the competition and dave colinane said that he would also like to participate in that and be uh a contestant be a participant be an athlete in that and uh, uh they didn't sound like kirk was very happy it sounded like uh, dave was stealing his thunder a little bit so Oh, so, I actually think Cullinane should do it. It'd be great.
0: I mean, imagine Cullinane would to beat Kirk because we – that would be Dave, great. Dave, don't do it. Don't do it, Dave. Don't participate. Don't do it. Oh, it's, I think it's, this could please, be really good. I mean, it, it has shades of when Steve and, Cull, uh, Steve and Kirk played tennis that time with that great commentary from Scott. No, don't. Don't. Don't do it, Dave. Don't do Dave it. Dave should definitely yeah. do it. No. No, don't listen to Red, Dave.
1: Definitely no, do it. Don't do that. Got any other random stuff you want to bring up? No, the only thing I wanted to say, um, I'm glad you didn't bring up ratings. Um, I'm glad you didn't talk about uh, views. Or We're going to get thing. to the Minifan world stuff. Oh, you know? thank God. Okay, that's it. let's get there. Come on, get
0: there. I just want to wrap up the show stuff. Uh, yeah, I just want good. to put it out there. Unfortunately, Tom Shattuck coming on Minifandom has turned out to be very bad for his brand. Um... Although a producer from that radio station he appears on did follow me today. So maybe not bad for my brand, but Kirk uh, definitely views Tom a little bit differently now. Um, I hope Adam and Kirk mend fences and Adam is at the Wilbur. That's my dream because I care about the, the Minahan brothers. So I'm hoping um, to see Adam and Ryan at the Wilbur. They should be there.
1: Big Ryan fan. Seen him at the Saco shows. Awesome guy. Adam, not for me. Not for you. Yeah, and kind of a drip. Don't like it. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm hoping
0: that they, they mend fences because life is too short. As you know, you know, one one day your sister's here, the next day she's in jail. She's in and jail. Got to you appreciate the time you've got together.
1: Yeah, that's true. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I love cornbread like Kirk Minahan. There's a great barbecue place not far from Fenway that does excellent cornbread. So hopefully Kirk and I can have some cornbread before our dinner there one night perhaps.
1: Do you have any uh, cornbread with your eggs? Do you have any cornbread with your eggs? That's that's usually tasty. I don't know if there's anything with those <laughs> eggs. I don't know. The semen-filled eggs? Well,
0: yeah, we make a, yeah. a delicious Reuben at my cafe, there you go. Um, and I just fucking like you. Just, just jizz off into it. And <laughs> fantastic. See, unlike Harrison, I can take a joke, you know? Yeah, and and sure. look, honestly, when you're bored in a cafe and there's no customers around, where else are you going to jerk off to?
1: It's straight into the fucking food. Easy. No, I don't blame you. You got to shoot your shot. And there's
0: a nice kind of viscosity to semen that kind of um, like, it just makes the, the sauces a little bit thicker Mm -hmm. um, and the, the the toppings and stuff. So, I mean, people don't knock it until you've tried it. That's all I'm going to say.
1: No, at least uh, Kevin from Bristol is very happy right now. I can tell. So this is good. All
0: right. So that's the show stuff. Uh, Let's get into the Minifan world stuff. Some big news kirking off is done our competitors have thrown in the towel
1: is it is this because we're doing so well I don't want to take credit for this because I like I'm a big fan of both guys um I worry I like having that show around are we too big for the room now is this thing is this thing just a monster now we're eating we're we're gobbling up everybody around us that's what it feels like
0: Uh, Well, there's certainly the intimidation factor of living in our shadow. That's 100% there. Um, And and look, what the real issue is, is I called out Buddy's father, fathering skills or or parenting skills a few weeks ago. And as I've relayed on this podcast, then um, Buddy's wife um, heard that take. And actually I think it triggered something in Buddy's wife. And I think that's where this has come from. Buddy's wife has said, actually, Mendez is right. You need to, Stop this shitty show, Kirking Off. You need to stop being obsessed with watching sport, and you need to be a husband and a father and focus. So inadvertently, I've killed Kirking Off by influencing crazily Buddy's wife of all people.
1: You are good with the wives. I'll say that. I think the ladies probably love you. Um, but this is it, not
0: like, this is, Buddy said this on his show. This is not a made up take. He said his wife was talking to her mother about my take I on his it? parenting. That's so I've killed
1: Kirking off. And Sorry. Uh, how, how do you feel about it ending? I don't like it because I want those guys around. I think, it, yeah. the, the, you know, the more people around, the better. Um and they would always have somebody new in there some a different character and no it wasn't always great but it was it was different and i loved it um and i want those guys around i liked having them around it was good to have them on you know i'd have them on sunday when i could listen to them you know on on sundays would be a good time for me when i'm mowing the lawn yeah. or, or doing you know doing chores um i'm disappointed i'm sad it, this makes me upset that they're leaving and i i blame i don't know who to blame i guess we blame buddy um, if we can't blame, blame Me, also, blame Buddy's wife. Um blame Buddy's wife, uh Daver. I think Daver also had an issue mm, with that too. So. I mean, they,
0: they they've still got plenty of time to do this shitty false nine show, you know, because there's there's not enough people out there talking about soccer that actually people listen to those fucking podcasts. You know, I, I'm telling you, way more people would have been listening to Kirking Off than shitty false nine. Imagining ending Kirking Off for that fucking terrible product. And and the thing is about kirking off this is the thing like buddy and blind mike's daddy brought nothing to those shows except a minifan i will miss hearing from those minifans because it was nice to get to know minifans on or the nothing. show and then buddy like was so rude about phil mccooch he invites him on his show and then he he goes on and says i gave i, I realized when i was had phil mccooch on there that i didn't want to do this anymore i mean poor phil's invited
1: on i mean don't do that buddy come on yeah I, that was the only thing i'm 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 a buddy guy but he he did mccuch dirty let's be honest he did Makooch mm. dirty in that move and um i hope he apologized to him i know mccuch um didn't take it too hard which is great i love it when Makooch doesn't take it too hard but that is what it is like he just mm. I, I feel bad that buddy did that
0: Mm. and look buddy and dave are on the shitty false nine show they said a few things about me which i think would deserve because i made a quip about the downloads of their show on our last episode so i can take it i'm no harrison you know you want to have a go at me that's fine and i, I got a bit angriest. i was like fuck buddy he's an idiot and Then I, I sort of cooled down talked myself down off the ledge took a deep breath um you know buddy's a drip but he I actually think Kirking Off, they did, you know, what, 60 episodes. So congratulations to them. I think, yeah, good luck. I mean, you know, but, uh, you know, like Daver and and fucking, I mean, Buddy and Dave were saying I'm a Kirk Minahan ripoff. Oh, great. That's an original take. No one's ever said that before.
1: (laughs) Well, you you seem to anger Daver like that, man. Like that guy usually, he usually laughs it off. He has a good time. You talk about his his uh, downloads one time and he was pissed, man. That was the first 10 minutes of that show. That was like real anger from David. I've not heard that before. Usually he's a comedy podcast guy. Mm. And it. then he and then he called out my cricket podcast. Yeah, and
0: it does pretty well with the downloads like and I'm not bragging or anything because i don't want to like flex you know i started that podcast feed a long time ago i've been building it up it's got a lot of listeners people love cricket has nothing to do with kirk nothing to do with kirk and the listens are pretty strong so yeah it was just a weird flex from david but i get it i mean you know if you spend time doing a show every week and you know oh i've reached 100 listeners and someone calls you out on that i
1: get that i probably deserved it well I mean, do you really deserve that, manners? I mean, come on. You're a nice guy. You don't deserve to be yelled at like that. He was very mean in that. I didn't yeah. like that. I don't like any part of it. Yeah. Anyway, look, it's,
0: it's the be- you know, it was the best 10 minutes of the false nine so in the show history.
1: Probably got a lot of clicks too. I shared it. I helped out. I'm a team guy.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, other Minifan World stuff, round of golf guy, as we mentioned before, rang and asked for that round of golf to be played. Um, with Kirk Minahan. So I think there could be great content out of that. Dave Cullenane's out there with a the video camera. You know, you can imagine how much Kirk would enjoy the small talk before you tee off, for example, where, you know, this guy, I can't remember his name, you know, starts just trying to shoot the shit with Kirk. Um, I think that could
1: be quite amusing. I think it could be great. I know. I think Dave Cullenane had this idea. He talked about this before, too, the the cough, you know, comedians in cars getting coffee show. I think he had an idea that. Kirk could do that on the golf course, something like that. I think Kirk on the golf course in that mode, I think would be very good. would be very funny. So I think that would be very, very, very good. I don't know how Kirk would actually want to do that too often, but at least we get the one off here. Yeah, and maybe I
0: could join these two on the round of golf when I'm in Boston, me, Kirk, and
1: this other guy. Awesome fun. I mean, that would be great for you to do. It would be a Herculean effort on your part, because I know the PTSD would be tough, but you can get through it. (laughs) i can um well i have played golf since i was a kid
0: um it's it's true it brings back a lot of trauma but um it's okay that's okay I'm i, here for you, I have to come clean with something now and this is tough for me to make public because nope. you know we all do things we're ashamed of some you know more than others um mm-hmm. Last week, I actually helped Montante with his podcast. So he, he what? uploaded.
1: What? what did you do? What
0: he, he uploaded the audio and it was really bad. And I said, send it to me. And i I made it twenty or thirty percent better just by just running a filter over it. And I, I, you can't fix it when someone sounds as bad as Mike does, but you can make it just a little bit more listenable. And he had Tim Ridgeolds and Jeff Do on, and I
1: have a lot of regrets about that. How do you how do you do that when you're talking into a soda can in a submarine? How do you how do you fix that, manners? How do you do that?
0: Yeah, I'm a a miracle worker. You can't fix it completely, but you can just smooth it out so when people are listening, it's not quite as offensive. Basically, Um, and and then obviously, stuff that Montante
1: says is very offensive, but that's a content issue, not a a sound issue. I think uh, yeah, there's some probably there's a good question in there from uh, Tony Cass about that too. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and last um, bit of Minifan World stuff is, you know, Beyond Average podcast have released another show. Uh, people think I'm too harsh on them. So uh, go and listen to it. Um, you tell me what you think, listeners. It's on the Kirk Minahan Network. It's Electric Christian and um, Beyond Average Mick talking about abortion and stuff. It's, it's, it's exhilarating. Uh, I don't know why you criticize that.
1: I think um, when David got very sensitive, and I don't think he gets it, but when you criticize, you also share, you uh, you promote, you do a lot of promotion for that show. So mm. I think if David just kind of switches up his viewpoint on that, you're, you're just all you're doing is giving them promotion. That's it. You're a team guy. You might be harsh in your that's, criticism. That's what smart. people
0: say about me, Red. Team guy.
1: Team guy. Team yeah. guy. That's what any I'm other
0: Minifan World stuff you want to touch on?
1: Any content you've been consuming? I, well, there's not much that's out there, like we talked about. Um, I did like uh, you know Tony and, and Gig and Tim Ridgels put out that video, the mini golf video there. Uh, I made sure to retweet that. I retweet all that shit all the time. Those are my guys. I'm happy to like, retweet, engage. I encourage others to do so because we're team guys, man. It's, this is what we do. That's right. And I'm glad they did that video. Again, it wasn't terrific
0: content. So so the sort of content Kirk's going to like, but it was fine. It's sort of something that sort of sets the scene for – the mini golf tournament this week so good on them um i, I don't think it was particularly well executed but i it was still it was there look like the network's there that's the best i can say about the network it's there in some form or another i mean you've got false nine beyond average podcast and that golf video that's the mm-hmm. output of dave cullinane on the network no, I mean, that's, that's, you proud of him? you I mean, proud of your guy? Fair. Are you proud of Dave Cullinane? I'm very
1: proud. I'm always proud. I'm, that's very that's, Can
0: I ask you, though, honestly, honest to God, you just Please. drop drop the bit, take his cock out of your mouth. There's no bit.
1: There's no shtick. If I'd said to
0: you a year ago yep. that this is where the network would be under Dave
1: Cullinane, would you have believed me? Um, yes or no? Under these circumstances, yes. Under these oh, circumstances,
0: no, 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 no. no. <laughs> if I'd said to you a year ago, would the network be where it is now? You would have said no. I would have said
1: no. I would have said no. I would have said okay. no. But okay, under these circumstances, the... yes. But what circumstances? Him being hopeless? Well, he's a, a full-time producer for two podcasts. Um... Uh, where is the case? What are they doing? Probably coming. nothing. It's coming. They're doing even more work on it. It's coming. So okay, great. He's yeah. full time producer for two podcasts. The man can only do so much. So, greatness... so what
0: you're saying to me is you're disappointed with the way Dave has managed the network. Is that what you're
1: saying? No, I'm not disappointed. I just did not expect this. But also too, that, you know, you need more. You need more help. You need interns. Uh, Justin. The talk about Justin has gone quiet. You need to bring Justin in. I know they're waiting for for Harrison to depart, but you got to bring Justin mm. in. He can help with the YouTube network. Um, he could help out there. He can do a I lot. I can't believe we're hoping Justin saves the
0: YouTube network. I mean, that people think I'm an asshole for wanting to help.
1: Many it hands. So Many much hands. more
0: going on now if they'd just been welcoming. You know, welcoming, welcome this this Australian with his arms out, wanting to to give, give, give. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean you get all fuck them,
0: fuck them, because now they're (laughs) fuck all on that network. Honestly, fuck all. You know, okay, great. People say I'm it's shit. All right, let's move on to listener questions because I'm getting upset. Um, all right, first question from Lauren Lynn to me. Are you worried Kirk is feeling overshadowed by your big trip to the US? Well, that's an interesting question, Lauren. I actually am worried about that. And I'm worried about a couple of things that Kirk feels I'm going to like steal his limelight a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually think Kirk needs to turn this around. He has a fan who is flying 10,000 miles to see him do a live show. Okay. That might bring some anxiety for him. Maybe the Sunday, the 17th of July, he's in fucking McLean's again. But, but. That should be an enormous boost to him. I mean, uh, you know, it's right for you to drive like two hours down the road from Maine. I am flying from one side of the globe to the other to see him on stage and possibly going to sit in the same studio where DEC, Montante, Daver, Tim, oh, no, Tim Ridgels, Stephen the Providence, the yep. greats have sat.
1: Do mm-hmm. so yeah. you
0: see he should be flattered?
1: He absolutely should be. Uh, I, think, I think at the end of the day, I think he's going to welp- welcome you. Not with open arms, but he's going to welcome you. I don't think he's worried about your trip. Though. I don't think that's going to give him any anxiety. I don't think – I like what Lauren Lynn is doing with that question. No, I like what she's doing. It's a great question. And I'm shocked that you started with her question. Stunning. But,
0: yeah. was just the first one that, that came yeah. in. All right. Sure. Melissa Gorman, was starting with the ladies, the lovely ladies. Uh, will you join Dave Cullinane in person to play the hits while you're in town? Yes, yes, absolutely I will. I, I'd love to meet Dave. I don't hate Dave. I, I've said some things I regret about him. Uh, I've learned to love him for all his imperfections. He's frustrating. But, you know, the people you love the most are often the most frustrating. So, yes, Melissa, let's do it. Let's meet Dave. Like, let's take over Boston. As I let's said, I, I'm, my trips are loose, 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 loosey-goosey. So if, if Cullinane needs me at 6.06 in the morning, I might be there if my alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Um next question. Oh, this is Ted Sarandis. Can I ask you, do you have any idea who Ted Sarandis is? No
1: idea. No idea. Never, no, no, never at a live show. Now, come uh, on. No, I no, I honestly I don't know. I'm fascinated to learn. I hope I learn who it is. Uh, because Ted is great. a great great man. Smart clearly it's young.
0: a burner. Is it is it you? Is it Ziggy? Is it who is it?
1: Well, listen, uh Ted Sarandis is too nice to me to have that be a Ziggy burner. There's no way. So I it's definitely not me. Uh, I'm excited to meet Ted someday. Smart right. man.
0: Okay. This is um, from Ted. I'll direct this first question to you. Which Minifan is the biggest pseudo intellectual? My vote is Tony Cass or Matt Carano.
1: I mean, have you read some of Matt Carano's tweets? There's there's definitely not. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony Cass. There's no cap with Cass. I'm going to go with Cass. Like, cause I can't. There's nothing, Corano, that I can say positive, negative. The man is a psycho. Have you mm. seen like? I get sent his tweets all the time. So, anytime if I'm going Corano or Cast, I'm going Cast.
0: Yeah, I think probably Montante, the biggest pseudo intellectual, <laughs> or garbage Munchkin, perhaps. Um, Steve from <laughs> Providence, another one.
1: Yeah. The, listen, you're you're listing all, all good candidates. A lot of a lot of geniuses there. A whole mm. lot. Yeah.
0: Okay. Which Minifan is the most overrated? My vote is Andy Mayo. That's from Ted Sarandis, not mine. Oh, okay.
1: Phew. I was going to say, um, overrated.
0: (sighs) It's it's a tough one. I was trying to think about like the ones that, um, yeah, maybe blind Mike's daddy. I mean, you know, like he did those great calls like two years ago and never recovered. Um, like, is it overrated in terms of other minifans, or overrated in terms of the main show? Because, for example, like other minifans, all love John from Scranton. So I think maybe he's overrated. Like, right. I don't. Everyone, everyone says he's really nice. No one can say a bad word about him. Sure, which is yeah, probably not true. He's great
1: on Twitter. Yeah, I think a lot of people say that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah that might be the case. Um, I don't know that there's anybody properly rated. Jay, him. Jay's overrated. Well, Jay's name Jay, is definitely overrated. I don't think anybody rates him anything. That's I don't the thing. This, he's still overrated. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's probably still, that's it. That's the vote. then. Uh, Jay and then his other other burner account is also overrated. Uh, the Bizarro Jay account is actually underrated. So I'm going to say that.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know if you heard Killer Kowalski ring up the main show this week and admit that he was sexually abused and he's seeking therapy about that. I thought that was really brave. Um, of killer to do that
1: was that killer or was that jerry's sounded uncle? i did not like him i don't, I, don't know. I thought that was jerry's uncle wasn't that jerry's uncle Didn't i don't
0: know
1: anyway uh, it sounded like killer to me it, it explains it a makes lot. a lot of sense uh, it explains a lot um and my god this killer he blows everybody on twitter holy shit does that guy for you saying that i suck off dave colinane is one thing Killer sucks off everyone. He would love to have you or any one of his boys in the other chats just finish on his face. He would love that. And I love Killer, but he would love that. Well, if he's
0: at the Wilbur, maybe he'll get that. Uh, I hope so. On his face. <laughs> All right. Still still continuing with Ted. Who will get more picture requests at the Wilbur? Menas
1: or Dave Cullinane? What do you think, Red? Um, definitely Dave Cullinane. You'll be right up there. You'll be right up there. But I think... Obviously, Kirk gets his colonines right there because everybody loves colonine. I don't care what anybody says, and they'll still get a photo if they hate him. But uh, yeah, you'll get a lot of requests too. You'll be right okay. there, right behind them.
0: Two yeah. things: maybe I'll bring a, a milk crate or something, just so in every photo it's not most of my body cut off mm-hmm. with next to you know someone that's tall. Although there are a lot of short, fat, fans, so there'll be some sure. fine photos there. I just want to make it clear to everybody when you meet me in person, I am as short as everybody thinks. Like, it's not an optical illusion or it's not something that, you know, loses, you know, from the internet in Australia to America. Like, I am actually as
1: short as I come across. You're, oh, I'm stunned to hear that. I thought you'd be still taller than Montante, though, which I like. So that's good. All right.
0: Ted's asked another question, but we'll skip that. He's, like, had a good run. A downstairs area. Now that you've announced your U.S. trip dates, the smart money is on Kirk bumping the Wilbur up two weeks. No, this is not a question. No, nope. um, that might happen. Fortunately, I do not think he can bring it forward two weeks, but he can play the mental health card and delay it again. So if he really wants to fuck me over, i got to say, that would work. That yeah. would work.
1: He might do it, matters. I, I think he might do it. We'll see. I'm hoping he doesn't. I'm hoping he doesn't. We'll see. We'll see.
0: If if he does that, then I will take the Wilbur booking
1: and perform that Saturday night instead of him there's no better there's no better guy out there who's as petty as him that's why i love how petty he is i could see that happening. i hope it doesn't we'll
0: now see. an important question from tony i've i'd like to know your respective opinions on asking a server for a plate is that a bother yes or no this is the same question from last week what's the genesis of this question red is this something you um had had a meal with tony once
1: I've had a meal with Tony before. Um, we've had this argument. Um, it's about pancakes and it's about uh, ordering pancakes for the table. Oh, the, the big cat strategy. Yeah, ordering pancakes. It's it's a great move. Been doing it for years. Um, when you like, get those pancakes, what what's that? So I can you continue. Okay, so when you get no those doubt, pan- you stole this off Big
0: Cat anyway. No, 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 no,
1: no. Been doing this for years. This is a great. This is a this is a veteran brunch move. Okay. You order the pancakes, you get them there, it's great, for the table, right in the middle. Uh, Usually if you have a group of four, it's perfect, it's ideal. If you get a group of six, a little bit more difficult. You got a four top, you're good. Here's the issue. If you don't have plates to go with that, it makes it a little bit more difficult for the table. So there was a moment where there was a waitress who was not very good. Um, she brought the pancakes. She didn't bring the plates to come with it. So I cut up the pancakes. I tried to make it easier for the people. People were upset because I cut up and I put a little syrup on there. Anyway, I tried to make it easier for the people. People complained. I didn't ask for plates because I don't like to be annoying. I don't like to bother people. I don't want people to spin in my food either. I don't want them to mess with my food. So I don't want to bother the woman. So that's it. That's the story. Okay. The story. As someone who has worked in hospitality, owns a
0: cafe, asking for a plate is not a bother if you ask politely it is I not understand. a bother she, she, was, in a, fact, she was what in a the mood. fuck was this server doing what did you think you're all going to do with the pancakes eat them on a napkin eat them on the table put them on know. top of your other breakfast where it might not go with it i'm a team guy i'm a team guy I don't bother this is not it a you. team issue she was in a mood you in thread know. this is your insecurities i mean what did your parents do i know they
1: forgot about you but no, surely is
0: this good playing to that
1: she was she was in a mood, Manners. I was trying not to be a bother. I didn't want because then because then so the appetizer comes out, right? The the pancakes, and then then she's gonna bring my omelet out. She's gonna spit in my omelet and then No, she's not. People don't
0: do that. If you'd said to the, you know, oh, hey, fucking bitch, give me a plate, you dummy. Fine, she's gonna spin in it. If you say, Oh, can we have a few little side plates? You know what? The other server perspective is I, I'm happy with that because it means fucking syrup's not all over the table, mess everywhere. Uh, team tony on this one next question gearhead mike how does it feel getting slapped with a kirk minahan guarantee that you will not be allowed into the wilbur shows nor the studio well as i said before the guarantee means nothing um kirk's dming me privately can't wait to meet me and uh have me in
1: studio yeah i don't think so no no (laughs) no
0: Now, this is a good question, and we've, there's a new Twitter account, Robert California. I don't know if you've seen this. I have, yeah. Uh, I'm obviously a big Office fan, and I've been re-watching it. I always rewatch it. It's always on loop. And uh, Robert California actually holds up really well 10 years later. It's a very good character. Um, but a good question from Robert, would you take Steve at his best or Dave at his worst? I mean, you can answer this, Red. We all know what your answer is going to be, but just just say it and then we'll get my answer.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to tell you that I didn't like anything that Steve did with his politics and I tried to force that in there and give us his Tucker Carlson takes and give us his Howard Carr takes. So I'll take Dave Collinane any day of the week because I know we're not going to get all that bullshit. So, I'm not going to throw a fake take at you here. I would take Dave at his worst wow. over Steve
0: at his best. As I've said many times, Steve was better at hey, it.
1: Quit sucking him off,
0: you prick, but, but you little bitch? Dave yeah, has tears down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Dave has a, a bigger heart. Um, he's slightly more homophobic than than Steve, but in, in the end, I'm all about heart and I'm all about love. I think we, we touched on that at the beginning when I was talking about the mina ladies, and mm-hmm. um, so I would still take Dave, and, and I think. I think this has been a real journey, this show, Red, because, you know, a few months ago, I was really angry about Dave. You remember, I got my knickers mm-hmm. in a twist. I was very mm-hmm. upset, irate at times about the way things were going. And I think, you know, we heard me talking about the network before. There's still a little bit under the surface there. But, mm-hmm. but, um, I think you, I've come a long way. I'm starting yeah. to appreciate Dave for his. The fact that we can make fun of all the bad things he does. Maybe that's and, it. And I've and, done a
1: great job of mentoring on, and helping you. through. Well, I, I don't think if you in
0: particular have done a great job, but I think the one thing you've made me see is that there, there, is, value, there is value in laughing at Dave. That there, there is value in that. Awesome. Um, and and accepting that there are some things now that are way shitter than they used to be, like the network and the, the interaction with them. And I'm not going to relitigate all of Dave's um, problems because we're running out of time. I thought we'd be here for three more hours, but I've just cooled my jets a little bit on that. Um, Court Minahan, will you do a Minifandom, a VGS crossover show when you have full access to Craig's home studio? That would be difficult because I've not listened to one second of VGS. I do not plan on listening to one second of it ever in my life. So it would be hard for me to do a VGS. I literally don't know
1: who hosts it. Like I think Craig is on it. And he's Matt on it as well. I don't know. Craig hosts it. You got it. That's all you need to know. Craig's got a great studio, new rug in there. His wife would love to meet you. Like, this is all gonna be great. This is what I'm saying. You're great with wives.
0: Would you do a VGS crossover show? I mean, you're part
1: of it in a Fandom. Absolutely. I would love to. I would love to go there with you. I think Craig, Craig would invite us in with open arms. Let's do it. Like, is it The caravan or something, does he live in like a trailer? Uh, He's actually got, he's, I think he's got like two homes. This guy's got, he's got good money. That Callahan coffee money is rolling out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mark Little, this is for you. Does Red swallow
0: Carl's load or does he gargle it and spit it back out onto his bitch tits?
1: I mean, as I said, yes to both. I mean, Mm. and these are, yeah. That's
0: it. Yes Can okay. we make a rule, please, that that try not to answer the questions on Twitter before the show? Like, I, I answered That's one. Uh, you yes. can say that I, to me. I, I answered one because that drip buddy for the last two weeks has r- written the same question, is Pep Guardiola a fraud? And I'm not going to turn this into the false nine show. So I just went, yes. And I've even done it for years. I think he's, what, coaching Man City now. I mean, okay. Um, all right, anyway. yes. Yeah,
1: I'll make that. Yeah, I'll make sure I don't do
0: that. So did you, you just spit it out? Do you yeah. swallow a bit and then spit the rest out onto your bitch tits? Yes, I,
1: I do. I do it all. I, listen, and this is it. You were just kissing his ass beforehand, okay? you were taking No, your, I was talking about my you journey. You taking Cullinane deep, you son of a bitch. you know so do that don't don't
0: where you like gargle it, it, and, it and like in yeah. porn where they like, you know, pull it out and start playing with it and Tastes stuff? Tastes
1: wonderful. Thank you, Lauren Lynn. Tastes wonderful. And that's another thing too. Lauren What's Lynn Lauren got place? to do with this? Lauren Lynn had a great joke. It was building off of her joke. And then these guys come in and try to like just bogart that whole thing. And they come with way less funnier things to say. Like, come on, man. Step your game up, Mark, whoever you are. Come on.
0: Come on. Yeah, I think that's Boner Jams. He's a VD stan. Um, That's all the listener questions. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Let's just wrap it up quickly. We've got five minutes. Um, It's Red's
1: Parents pop pop culture segment. Um, You know, you've been watching anything in the last week? The only thing I've been watching is basketball. I've been watching a lot of Celtics. So I'm pretty boring. I've been pretty busy at work. I've been swamped at work. So I've just been watching the Celtics. That's it. So i got nothing good going on when it comes to Netflix or streaming or anything else. Oh, seen- although although I did go watch Doctor Strange. And I okay.
0: Did- I'm seeing that tomorrow. So let's hold our review. And I know people hang on for this pop culture segment. So in the next one, we'll do a bit of a dive into Doctor Strange and we'll review it, give our ratings. I've got a few things. Um, after Ryan Whitney's sensational appearance, I downloaded Spinning Chicklets and I listened to the John Hamm interview and it was fine. And then they went into hockey and I turned it off. Um, it's a fine show, uh, but obviously Ryan's better on KMS than he is on that show. Uh, I downloaded Legion of Skanks because if Mike likes it more than KMS, then I thought I'd give it a go. And... I do like the energy of the show, like these guys busting balls. Um, I listened to like 20 minutes, probably not for me, but I can see why you would listen to it because it's, it's a fun show. Like they're up, they're ripping each other. Um, Have
1: you ever heard it? I have, they've got a good rapport. I like the three of them together. They're all very different comedians and they're very, uh, you know, seem to be very good friends uh, too. So I, I, really enjoy it. It does get, uh, does get a little racy in there. I will say the language uh, gets a little questionable at times, but I do enjoy it. It just, you got to make sure you have your headphones on, man. That's it.
0: Great. Well, yeah, I, di- I didn't get that far into it and I probably won't be a, a regular listener, um, but I gave it a go. maybe if um have someone on who's semi-interesting, I'll, I'll tune in. Um, and then I've, and this, I know, there's a lot of World War II movie fans listen to this show. They've reached out to me, so I've seen three pretty good World War II movies in the last week. So the first one was Operation Mincemeat. Mincemeat. I saw that at the cinema. It's with Colin Firth, and it's um, really good World War II movie about an. Uh, an yeah, some intelligence, basically. I don't want to spoil it. So see Operation Mincemeat. That's going to be on Netflix as well as the cinemas. And then two other movies on Netflix, The Bombardment, which is about, which is a, a Danish World War II film. It's in English and Danish. So I know a lot of Minifans fans won't be able to read the subtitles, so skip that if you're one of the literate ones. Um, and finally, A Call to Spy, A Call to Spy, which is about the resistance in the Second World War, which I love resistance books, movies, everything. Um, so those those three World War II movies, good viewing. Call to Spy, Operation
1: Mincemeat, The Bombardment. I think I'm going to check them out. I know Ned Snark is probably going to check those out, too. He's a very good historian, too.
0: So, mm, are you a World uh, War II fan? I
1: mean, I'm not a fan, no, but I am uh, an avid <laughs> consumer of history and World War II. It's fantastic stuff to listen to and watch, so. It's crazy.
0: I love it. Great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm into the end of Ozark. Haven't finished that, so don't spoil it. Um, yeah, oh, haven't yeah had no. a, like you, I've had a few other things on the go, so I haven't really um, watched too many shows or anything. And I don't know about you, Red, but sometimes I find when you're busy, a movie is a good
1: landing spot. Absolutely. It's, just, it's one, one. It's done. It's much it's easier healthy. than getting into a show, 100. percent. And then because you, you can't stop the show. I feel like you got to binge more shows than anything else because mm. you can't like push it on pause. And then I have a hard time coming back to it. Movies a much better situation. 100%.
0: Exactly. Especially if you're not watching TV every night and you just get, Oh, I've got a night. Let's just put on a movie. Bang.
1: Perfect. Yeah.
0: And, and look at him. us. We're able
1: to, we're able to do this for an hour and a half. We're both busy at work. Look
0: at us. We just oh, can I, can I, can I, yeah. There's fucking moron buddy. Says at the beginning of the false nine show, he goes, I oh, was stopping. I don't to do this I need to do this. He said, no, 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 no. I don't have time to do anything because I've got a job and a stupid baby. And then he's saying, and we've only got half an hour because I need to get Chick fil A and watch the Celtics. I mean, fucking like work out your priorities. Stop stuffing your fat face and watching every sporting event. What do you watch basketball for? I mean, like fucking get over it. Like it sounds like. It's got nothing to do with Buddy's time. He's just more obsessed with his own fucking stuffing his face, watching sport and doing it. And he sounds lazy to me. And then he said this thing, or everyone knows in my family, when I get bored, it's a problem. I mean, what a sport little cocksucker. And I'm telling you, I hope Buddy's wife, has fucking taken my take and is giving him hell at home. I hope she says, you know, Menace is right. You're a shit dad. Fucking pull your weight because that, oh, I'm so I've only got half an hour because I've got to get Chick-fil-A and watch the Celtics. I mean, have some commitment. Like, do do you think this show would be still going if we wanted to eat and watch sport as well? No, absolutely not. You'd be right now stuffing your face and watching basketball. But no, you fucking put the, the burger down, you turn off the TV and you commit.
1: I don't think I could add to that. That's a great way to uh, drop the mic there. Menor's well done.
0: All right. Well, um, that's it from in a thanks everybody that's for listening. Uh, we've done our best. We, 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 we had a few technical issues before we started recording. Uh, Red's a bit low energy tonight. Cause he's had a big day, but Ooh, you um, killed
1: buddy, on the way out of here. Holy shit. I feel and good. you're a bit
0: low energy after Lauren Lynn ran you over with a fucking dump truck. I mean, Jesus Christ. When you have, when you see Lauren at the Wilbur, you you need to praise her. You need to I will. praise she her. She owes you need me to, a hug. I can bow down before I your queen and show some respect.
1: All that I she want. Has,
0: she fucking owns your ass.
1: Yeah, she did a great job. I, again, the highest honor. I just want to give – I want a long hug, embrace in front of you. That's all that I want. And, and who are you coming to the Wilbur with? What's your plan? Um uh, I think I'll just roll in there with Ziggy. I think maybe he'll have me. Maybe Sheldon. Who knows? Maybe Court. Dude, like, Court. who do you have tickets with? What's, excuse me? Who do you have tickets with? Oh, I don't even, I've got tickets that I got from, um, who's that guy in California who lost his mind? Steve broke his brain. He gave me the Wilbur tickets. I don't know who that He's guy is. Sure is that him? No, 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 no. It's like uh, Reverse Minahan or something like that. The guy who's okay. in like, Yeah. I don't know who are talking about? No, that guy. That guy lost his mind. Steve broke him because he's a big lib out there. And Steve. Just okay, so great. I'm going with Kirky Walnuts to the, for the first
0: show, the oh, VIP seats, and then. but obviously, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to be like the red carpet and taking photos and, you know, on stage. You're with coming Kirk. with everybody.
1: It's not just one person. You're coming with. Yeah.
0: Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, you, do you like? Do you think they'll have a a spotlight on me where I'm sitting? You know how they do that, like. Do you think there'll be one on Kirk and one on me for my reactions?
1: I think you should at least have a VIP room for yourself, for your fans. That's it. Yep. That's it. 100%. I should actually do what Kathy Carr does. I should sell mm-hmm.
0: some VIP meet and greet tickets. This mm-hmm. is a great money-making scam. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of how I could steal off Kirk before, but this would be great. I could usurp his VIP experience. Go right next door at the Wang Theatre, my friend. You just yep. take over
1: the Wang. There
0: you go. Done. Done. Beauty, right? We've solved it. Uh, So VIP tickets to meet manners will be going on so later on. Mina ladies get them for free. They can just meet me. It's fine. Um, All right, Red. You have a good night. Uh, Thanks everybody for listening. Um, And I, I don't know about you, Red, but I think I have to record again next Wednesday night. So I don't know if you're free then. But uh, I think it could be the same schedule next week. Um, I'll I'll fit it into my schedule. I know that. I'm like Buddy, that fucking lazy prick, and take it easy, buddy, Buddy we actually can you you know, them fit it oh, in. So thanks cool. everybody for listening. Love them. The men are fans. Love Kirk, you. Kirk, Red, you're the best.